active duty service members, veterans, family members, thank you for your service. And thank you for listening to Return to Roots Mildevet Resource Podcast, where we document our shared experiences, stories, and transitioning and reintegrating from the military to the community. Hosted by two transitioning service members, myself, Chris Elder, and my partner in crime, Yonatan Hernandez. For more information, go to mill2vet.com. If you have little ears, ensure you listen to the content before you allow them to listen. And if you are in crisis and homelessness, suicide ideations, or incarceration, dial 211 Courage to Call for assistance. Now, stand by for the sound of freedom. Return to Roots. Today, we bring you an amazing, talented individual. His name is Jim, and he empowers those who serve our community, not just transitioning service members, but their families also, so that they can be successful. He has massive wealth on knowledge on leadership, also business and life strategies. Without further ado, Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. For anyone that doesn't know you, could you explain who you are? What do you do? Uh, that way we can start diving into it. I just hate answering questions like this. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I've had some success in my career. Um, and now I go about helping other people build and, and grow their businesses. Um, you know, I've got to, what I tell people is I, I got to open my presence and now I get to help other people open theirs. Cause if, if you're a parent, you realize like when you were like a nine or 10 year old, you like, you loved opening Christmas presents and stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, when you become a parent, you realize how much more joy you get when you help other people, you, know, you watch your kids open their presents. That's what I do now. I just help other people and, uh, that, you know makes me happy. And I'm, I'm grateful that I can be in that position. And part of that is also you're bringing a book to market. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's a book I've been working on for a long time, basically through the pandemic. It's finally coming to market. Uh, you know, writing a book is really hard. It's called clarity. Um, and, uh, I think it's just to try and help people in the, in the business world, um, try and figure out ways to kind of get to the the core problems that they're dealing with faster so they can make more progress. And a lot of times we waste a lot of energy on stuff that, you know, we're just wasting energy. It's like, let's make every movement productive. And I think folks in the military kind of get that, um, you know, how can we make every movement productive? And that's kind of what I try and do in the book is help people with their businesses that way. So from your experience, helping others create their businesses and creating opportunity for them, what has been your kind of uh, two cents, you could say, towards creating your business? What what would you recommend people? Yeah, I mean, anytime you're, you know, if you're starting your own business or anything like that, it's, um, you know, it's one thing, you know, and I talk about this a lot is like a good product doesn't sell itself. Nothing sells itself. Sales is super important. And I know a lot of people have, 
Um, and especially people who just don't have a ton of experience in the business world. Like you think of your experience with salespeople is just, you know, lousy. It's, you know, everyone thinks of like a card sa car salesman in a plaid jacket who's being overly pushy or something like that. And the reality is, is it, it, salespeople are essential. Selling is essential. It's a skill that if you don't want to sell, do not start a business because no one's going to sell your baby better than you. Um, and the reality is, is you could have the greatest product in the world. It does not go off the shelves or it does not, you know, people don't sign on the dotted line without sales skill. And so that's something you just really need to think about. And, you know, when I make, I use this analogy, I think sometimes folks in the military kind of, you know, like it is, you know, you can survive, you know, um, three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. Um, the equivalent of air in the business world is, is dollars, it's revenue. Um, and uh, the equivalent of, let's say water is kind of sales. Um, and, uh, the problem is a lot of times people forget to sell, just like they forget to drink water. You know, you have to take water breaks, remind everyone to take, take a stop and drink some water. Um, a lot of people are so busy with their business, they forget to sell and that bad things happen. And then food is, you know, um, what we never have to be reminded to do. And we always kind of like spend too much time eating. Um, we spend too much time on operations or making things pretty or making, you know, tons of marketing materials and, you know, people obsess ridiculously on their business cards and stuff like that. It's like things that, you know, don't really matter. So I just say focus on sales is, is maybe the best advice I could give to anyone who is, um, you know, wanting to start a business or something like that. So for our listeners, the Milda Vet listeners that are out there, what would you recommend a transitioning service member or even a military member that's still active duty or veteran? What would be the first steps for them with their knowledge and their experience of being in the service? So one of the greatest assets you can have in your career, in your life is your address book. Okay. Um, treat your address book like it's the most important thing in the world. Um, you know, anytime you meet someone, get their phone number, get their email address, all kinds of other stuff. Understand because your network is what gives you power in business. Um, your relationships are what give you power in business. And with that, you know, once you understand that, talk to a lot of people. Okay. Because what you think people do is not probably what they do, all right? Just like, in, and I'll try and use a, an analogy that'll resonate with your, with your audiences, you know, if someone says, oh yeah, I was in the military, I was in infantry or whatever like that, all they could think about is, you know, some dude carrying a black rifle, turning a corner, kicking down a door, you know, shooting bad guys. Um, what they don't see is that, you know, hey, we spent a lot of time sitting and waiting. We spent a lot of time training. We spent a lot of time doing all kinds of other things that you wouldn't know. Just like a police officer spends a lot of time doing paperwork, a lawyer spent a lot of time behind a computer reading books. Um, you know, it's not as exciting as what it looks like on TV. And so you might think you know what an accountant does, or you might think you know what a banker does, or you might think you know what someone in marketing does or someone in sales does, but you're probably wrong because it's that's not what it is. So meet people, leverage your network, build your network, and talk to people and be curious. Find out what they do. Ask them, what does a normal day look like for you? 
because those assumptions will sink you. Um, and what you want to do is get rid of those assumptions, just like those same people will have assumptions about what you did in the military that are almost entirely wrong. I mean, it, it's laughable. Um, so the reality is um, educate yourself by not letting yourself get trapped into all those assumptions. Would you agree with the statement that in order to be able to do that sales, you have to first practice on your own because you're the only one that knows yourself. And if you can sell yourself, you're able to sell basically anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, I, here, here's the, the crazy thing about sales. Um, I think we, we assume that sales is about like imposing your will on someone else and like trying to convince them or persuade them to do something that they don't want to do. The reality is if you're talking to someone who's not going to benefit or do what you want to do, you're not really, you're, you're selling to the wrong person. Okay. Um, and you got to be careful, but I, I'd say, even if you've never sold before, one thing you have done is you've bought. Okay. Everyone has bought. And so just think about like, how can I make the buying process easier? Okay. If I'm talking to someone who kind of needs what I got. Okay. Um, you know, if, if, you know, then I'm talking to the right person, that's marketing, that's targeting. So I'm talking to someone who's kind of in the ballpark of maybe deriving some value from whatever product or service I've got and just say, how can I make it easy for them to buy? You know, cause everyone likes to buy. No one likes to be sold. As soon as someone tries to sell to you, your defenses are up, you know, it, everything, everything goes south. But if you sit there and say like, how can I get this person to buy something that I believe is going to be beneficial to them and let the buyer be in charge and just be more like a, um, someone you would hire to help you go on like a fishing trip, like a fishing guide. Um, you know, so how can I help you catch a bigger fish? How can I help you catch more fish? How can I help you enjoy this process more than you would have if you had to do it all on your own? And I think when you go in it with that mentality, sales becomes less of a, a burden, less this mysterious skill and more of like, hey, just be a friend, help someone buy something they need. And how would you want someone to treat you if you were the buyer? And if you just follow the golden rule, sales is actually pretty easy but you have to do it. Okay. Um, and that's where people like, eh, I don't want to sell. I don't, sales is bad. It's ugly. It's nasty. It's like, yeah, it's hard, but you know what the reality is, is it's super important um, because that's the first step of everything. You know, you could have best product in the world. No one knows about it. Great. It's going to collect dust. To add to what you're saying for our audience, we don't realize that because we're in the military, that we are selling what we do. We're selling our job. We're selling our productivity. Basically, on a daily basis, we're selling ourselves. And as you mentioned, for us, if you're not actively selling yourself in a good way, you I like are how gonna... you just pointed out good way. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, you're going to yeah. be resentful because you're going to feel that everyone should have appreciated the work that you have done. But just like you said, nobody knows what you did. Right? Well, so, don't sell yourself, help someone buy you. Okay. How would you do that? So if you want someone to buy you, you first have to be curious about what their problems are. Realize that like anytime you go in for a job interview, this is like one of the big things. I don't care if you're military, or not military, it doesn't matter. Like if someone says, oh, I've got my resume and it like, it tells them, you know, everything about me. If you read my resume, 
Number one, the resume, all it needs to do it, think of it like a movie trailer. It needs to tease the person to say, huh, I think I'd like to talk to Yogi. I think this would be interesting. Or, wow, Chris sounds like an interesting guy. I think I'd like to speak with Chris. That's what you need to do with the resume. It need, it's a movie trailer. You want to tease people into wanting more so you can get the interview. Once you get in the interview, really more than anything, instead of telling people about you, okay, you know, do your research ahead of time, but ask a few really good questions about like, what are they looking for? Because the interview, even though there might be like an hour long time slot set apart for, you know, Jim Vassilopoulos, the reality is, is that hour is not about me. It's about a vacant position they've got open at that company because there's a bunch of other people with that same hour, okay? And the only thing those things that hour has in common is the open position. So what you want to know about is the open position. And once you understand that open position with some curiosity, you can then go, here's how I fit. Here's how I can help you with that. Now you're helping them buy you instead of saying like, hey, I do all these other things. And you know, the classic military mistake is like, I'm going to speak to you in my language, you know, and I'm going to tell you about my MOS. I'm going to tell you about all these other things that like, you know, you know, like people don't know that like, oh, you know, so I was a master chief and, you know, people would be like, oh yeah, oh, master chief. I don't know what that is. And it's like, it's kind of a big deal if you know, but you don't know. And so um, you have to help people buy you and you have to speak their language and it really helps to be curious and understand what kind of problems they're dealing with. Because if I know one thing after all the work I've done with military veterans is um, you guys have a, a ton of skills and, and all the capabilities that the business world is looking for, leadership, dealing with ambiguity, even though most people in the civilian world think like, you know, soldiers, sailors, airmen just follow orders. It's like, no, they, you know, it's, you deal with tons of ambiguity, tons of difficult situations. So when you hear what the problems are that they're dealing with, then you can say, let me tell you about a time I had to deal with an ambiguous situation. Let me tell you about a time where, you know, I had to step up and, and really uh, fill the gap in a situation. Um, and they'd be like, wow, that's exactly what we need. Um, and uh, I think that helps you help them buy you. So when I feel like this is exactly what I needed to hear, because one of the things that I find really hard with sales is I always picture that grease back car <laughs> dealer and I don't ever want to be associated with that. But then you, it's a fine line of, Hey, I, I know that, I have something that could really better someone else's life. You know, it could really benefit them. And uh, one of my really good mentors, literally, I feel like you were in the car with us because he was just talking to me about what you said. If you approach it from an education standpoint and from a place of helping someone out, then you're not selling. You're giving them all the information. And then you're saying, I'm here whenever you're ready to jump. Yeah, it's, and you know, I, I think yeah, I'm one of these guys, I'll tell you, I, you know, I got an engineering degree and, you know, I, I got into IT through a crazy set of events. And, 
And um, I hated salespeople. I just thought, oh my God, I hate salespeople. You know, they got, you know, they take people out for lunch, they golf, they do all these other things. And, and I was always involved in the sales process and I closed a lot of deals, but I just didn't respect the salespeople. And, and through a number of just events that happened, um, I ended up having to sell because our company needed me to sell. And apparently I was good at it. And, um, but I, I just didn't respect the profession until I got some training from a guy, this guy, Ford Harding. Uh, he wrote the book on rainmaking. Um, he's just, you know, brilliant guy. Um, and uh, he said uh, something that just stuck with me forever. He goes, Jim, like sales is the highest art form of consulting. And, you know, I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. I mean, if you're selling consulting services, which is what I was doing at the time, he goes, you're basically consulting the moment you meet someone. They just haven't signed a contract with you or paid you in any way, shape, or form. You're just giving free consulting. And if your free consulting is really good, they're going to say, I want some more of that. And then you're going to say, well, here's how you can buy more of that. I'm going to help you buy it. But it's, it's, if you're the, it's kind of like you're the advanced team. It's like you're going, getting the beach ready for a landing, okay? That landing would have been my team of people on the consulting services side. And so it was my job to get it ready, to scout it out, to see if this was a good fit for us, to see what danger lied ahead or what opportunity lied ahead, and to make it so that when my team got engaged there, um, they were going to be successful. So you're kind of like a scout. And if you look at it that way, that's a great way to look at sales. It's an honorable thing. It took me a long time to get there. Um, but I'd say the faster all of you get there, the better off you're going to be because it is a very honorable thing. And um, <laughs> good salespeople are good to know and good to have on your team. That is fascinating. Your perspective on sales and that experience, I mean, speaks for itself. And with that being said, I would like to talk more about how is it that you have helped or continues to help uh, transition and service members? Yeah, I, you know, my journey getting involved with the military was kind of um, interesting. Um, you know, I had a buddy of mine who I'd networked with for years and he goes, I've got this friend I worked with for a few years and, uh, you know, he was in the military and he wrote a book about it. And he said, you know, he's looking for a place to do his first speaking gig. You know, he wants to, will you buy a couple boxes of his books, give them out to your employees. And then, you know, he can do his first paid speaking gig. And I said, you know, and he said, oh, he's a former Green Beret. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, and, you know, of course, you know, I, my contact with active military or even veterans was limited at the time. And so um, he comes out, I meet him, his name's Jan Rutherford, you know, and if you did any research on me, that's a guy I do the podcast with now, the leadership podcast. But um, I got to meet Jan, I thought he was a cool guy, we got along really well. And um, uh, he introduced me to another guy, Todd Connor, who um, was in Chicago, where I was living. And uh, Todd was the founder of um, Bunker Labs. And so I met up with Todd at Bunker Labs, which is an organization that's nationwide now. And, um, you know, I think on like the first day we talked, he goes, oh, there are some um, dudes I think you can help. Because, you know, I was business advisor. I was an entrepreneur. I had experience. And uh, so he hooked me up with some guys at Great Lakes Naval Base. And it was a bunch of 
seals and Swix that were starting a business and I got together with them and, um, you know, I, I, I helped them out, made some great friendships and relationships that endure to this day. Um, but I told them a few things I didn't want to hear. Um, but you know, it, for the most part, my opinion's always been like, Hey, if you made the decision to serve in the military and kind of delay kind of the, the gravy that comes with, you know, corporate America and, and high paying jobs and entrepreneurship and all that stuff to serve our country. Um, I don't want you to make any mistakes. You know, I made tons of mistakes, but I'd like to get you on the fast track, you know, so you can catch up and get where you need to be, where you deserve to be, because you did something that allowed me to kind of complain about my latte or my Wi-Fi or something like that. Um, while you guys were doing real stuff, um, you know, I got to complain about, you know, hell, the AC is a bit too high today. I'm a little chilly. Um, so uh, in that grand scheme of things, um, uh, I made some good relationships and I, I, I really enjoyed dealing with uh, the folks in the military because when I volunteered at other business incubators, you know, I thought a lot of the young entrepreneurs are really just spoiled brats. And I thought, you know, the, the military veterans were like, they were hardcore. I mean, they were just like, yeah, we're going to get this done. We're going to make this happen. And, you know, we, you know, if you tell us is what we need to do, we'll do it. And I love that. That was awesome. So um, I volunteered for a number of years uh, at the Bunker Labs. Uh, then that got me involved with a bunch of other different military organizations. And then you know, one day Jan called me up and said, Hey, you want to do this podcast on leadership with me? And I said, okay. And, and through that, we've just had a lot of amazing guests on that podcast. Um, and we always, when we have someone from the military, we always try and talk a little bit about the transition process. And, you know, we've got a lot of insights now having talked to, you know, colonels, enlisted members, generals, chiefs of staff, you know, um, about like what, their transitions were like, and it, and it's amazingly similar. Um, you know, whether you're talking to Stan McChrystal or you're talking to a guy who was, you know, an 18 X-ray in the special forces, I mean, their experience was like exactly the same in transition. Um, and so I think it's really interesting and, um, uh, yeah, that afforded me a lot of other opportunities to deal with folks. I, I don't even know where we started this question. Um, I just got lost. I'm sorry. You, let's just let's just say that you actually nailed it. Uh, you get extra credit. Um, that's that's amazing, man. I, I see a little flipper with a trident on in your uh, background. What's that from? What's the story behind that? Yeah, that was a, a wonderful gift by a buddy of mine, Steve Drum, uh, Navy uh, SEAL, who um, wrote wrote a book. You're talking about the books. Just wrote this book. He wrote Life on the X. It's a good book. Um, Steve Drum, uh, I had helped him out a little bit and, uh, he gave me that wonderful gift. I mean, it's absolutely like, yeah, I don't even think I'm deserving of it, but, um, it, you know, it's pretty cool. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm putting that up on the wall. You know, that's pretty awesome. So it was just a nice little thank you from him. You know, I, we, when you were talking about the transition and how we have a lot of the similar stories over and over and over again. That's why with Mel the Vet, why we brought the Return of Roots podcast out was to pretty much address that. It's we all go through the same thing. A lot of us may have um, different, you know, where we came from, but we all end up going through the same process. We all get out. So the fact that 
you helped some service members form organizations like Bunker Labs. Wow, that's really cool. I, I know all about Bunker Labs. They're they're a great organization for military members to incubate their ideas. Mm-hmm. And when they go in there and they incubate them, they're going to be protected. They're going to be guided. They're going to you know, they're going to get a really great support network. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I always thought it was important for me. I mean, and this is something I'm just going to say out there. I mean, like being an entrepreneur is a hard slog. It's not an easy thing. And um, I, I, here's a conversation I think is worth repeating. Um, I was dealing with some guys who were starting up a business and, you know, it's long hours, sometimes travel, sometimes time away from family. And I said, listen, um, just understand that when you were deployed, it was Uncle Sam saying, you need to go over here and you need to spend evenings away from your family or months away from your family and your family, your military family holds down the fort. And that's, that's a tough job that a lot of people don't um, recognize or appreciate when you get out of the military. And now you're like, Oh, I'm going to go spend a week away or I'm going to spend an evening away. And I don't get to be around to go to, you know, this or that. Um, It's no longer uncle Sam making that decision. It's you. Okay. And, you know, that's a harder decision for the the military spouse to say, like, now it's you making that decision. It's no longer like, oh, I'm sorry. I got no choice in the matter. I got to go. I got to do my job. And I think that's a stressor that people underappreciate. And I always think, like, before you go into that world of being an entrepreneur, because like, I'm going to just do this, just appreciate the fact that that's, that's a decision that's a little, you know, now you're making the calls of when you miss hockey practice or when you miss the dance recital and stuff like that. It's not uncle Sam saying that anymore. And it's a different, it's a different thing you have to digest, but um, you know, uh, entrepreneurship is tough. Working in corporate America is tough. Everything's tough. Um, You know, pick something you're passionate about, but realize that your identity is not your rank. It's not that you were a, 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 a soldier or a sailor or an airman. It's you are, um, you are who you are and you know you want to just not be so tied to that former identity and you want to really like embrace your identity what do you want to be and so one of the things i've always tried to do with most of the military veterans that i, I work with is um i never ask them for what they did like you know i i i don't know any stories about what steve did or some of my buddies, you know, Justin or Angel, you know, if they want to tell me fine, but I never ask them, I say, where do you want to go? All my conversations about where do you want to go forward? Let's focus on where you want to be, not where you were. Um, And uh, I think that's really, really important for civilians to recognize. You know, um, if someone chooses to share with me a story, great. I probably don't know many war stories or anything like that. Um, just because my focus is on what you want to do next, because that's your identity, um, not what defined you up until now. And I think the sooner you get an eye on focusing on, here's what I want to do next, the sooner, you know, your transition is going to be, um, is going to start to increase in velocity. So what are the things that you have seen that many what are what are the key points transitioning members have that are in common as you mentioned what would be like three things that you could talk about 
to bring um, awareness. Yeah, I think like figure out where you want to go. And if you don't know where you want to go, which is fine, it's totally normal. Okay. Just talk to a lot of people. I mean, you know, I, I look at this and I say, you know, I've got a son that recently graduated from college. He's been working, you know, he's like still not sure exactly like, you know, what is it that, you know, I'm going to, you know, make my name at and make my mark at, you know? Um, and the reality is, is you, when you're that young, you don't figure it out. But when you're in transition, you don't know. I mean, you're going to a totally different world um, with totally different rules and a lot of assumptions. So you got to just talk to a lot of people and have an open mind. Um, you know, anytime you say, I don't think I'd like that. I don't, I don't think I'd like that. Or, you know, I don't want to do sales or I want to do this or I want to do that. It's like, okay. Um, but, you know, if you're the kind of person that's like, I don't want to sit behind a desk behind a computer, you might want to open your mind to sales because guess what? That's one of the few jobs where you're out of the office a lot. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you just got to kind of think about what makes you happy. What do you enjoy? Because if you're going to spend a bunch more hours of your life doing something, let's make sure, does it need to be creative? You know, forget about like what job. Okay. You know, do I need to be creative? Do I need to be working with my hands? Do I need to be interfacing with people? Do I need to be doing analysis? Cause I really like analysis. Um, what is it that you enjoy? And it's going to be the same things you probably enjoyed in the military. Okay. Um, so what are the things that you kind of enjoyed? Break it down. Not from like, well, I enjoyed being a, you know, a gunnery sergeant, you know, I don't even know what that is. Honestly, I just know the name. Um, so like, okay, well, you're not going to find that job in the civilian world, but what about that? Well, I like teaching people and I like, you know, instructing them and I like, you know, or maintaining something. I don't know what they do. Um, the reality is, is you're probably going to like the same stuff in the civilian world. So let's find something that has those same attributes. I love it, man. You are exactly what we talk about for community members that we're looking for the help veterans transition and reintegrate so thank you for being a part of that because that's our biggest calling is for all the non-military members that are listening uh they always say well i never served i'm like well you can still listen to this and listen to how it could help be beneficial to help veterans bies you know you said some great things in there about us not you don't care about what we did in the military you care about where we're going and that that really resonated with me so thanks for pointing that out that that's super important the the whole entire thing that i want to make sure that people catch is that you have an organization that helps people with this can you can you tell me a little bit more about it's called graffiti Rafiti, right? Rafti Advisors. Rafti Advisors, yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That's my company. And what I do is I help other companies, you know, scale and grow. Some of them are private, some of them are public. All kinds of other things, um, from what I learned. And um, and so you know, I'll, I'll tell you something. I mean, this is just I tell everyone this. I said, you know, I've got two pricing plans. I've got you know the the I've got one that's you know full price, and I got one that's a discounted price. And the full price is for my clients that, um, and it's expensive and uh, it's for my clients that did not serve in the military. And if you served in the military, um, you get the discount. The discount is 
Because if you served in the military and you need help with your business, I am there to help you. And so, you know, I put that out there and some people take advantage of it. And, um, you know, I'm not, not in a bad way. I mean, I, I help a lot of veterans with their businesses. Um, and, uh, and, and I enjoy that because for me, that's, you know, part of what, you know, makes me tick is, you know, I, I'm willing to say I didn't serve, but this is a way I can now. And I, I think that's kind of cool, but, um, you know, and then we've got the leadership podcast I do with uh, Jan Rutherford. And uh, I think we try and offer a lot of insights to people. And I think more than anything, this is something we kind of did with an organization. I'm on the board of Project Relo. Um, you know, everyone's trying to help veterans get jobs and transition into the workforce. One of the nice things Project Relo has been doing for the years, we're kind of on our heels a little bit from the pandemic um, still, but um, was say, there are a lot of organizations helping veterans get jobs, but there weren't as many organizations helping companies understand the value of hiring veterans. And so what we were trying to do was work directly with corporate leaders who might not have um, that experience and say, we're going to expose you to some cool things that we're going to do together and have fun, um, some experiential stuff. And we do it up at Camp Grayling up in you know, Northern Michigan and um, you know have non-military executives work side by side with military veterans and go, I get it now. Okay. I didn't get it, but now I get it. I see how you formed the team. I see how you led us through this difficult thing we did. Um, I see your ability to communicate and train people is just, you know, incredible. I wish we had that in our company. The more, because if I can convince one hiring manager to change their mind on things, they could hire 20 or 30 people. Okay. And so we kind of want to burn that, you know, kind of wick from both ends and try and meet in the middle with some other, you know, organizations that are helping veterans. So that's an organization I'm very fond of. And I try and do my best supporting, you know, USO and uh, SODIF, um, Special Operations uh, Transition Foundation. And uh, so that's a, a wonderful organization we do some work with as well. So lots of good stuff out there. So that's fabulous, man. I, I understand your, now that I'm on this side, or I would say in the middle, I understand that there's a lot of traffic and the mindset of most people that want to help veterans. Like, well, I'll get you a job. I'll get you a job. I'll help you do everything that you need to do to get a job. But there's more, as you mentioned, there is more to that story because a lot of what we've learned is that 50% of the transitioning service members, their first year quit their, their job. And then the second year becomes 80%. And it's because they didn't find that culture. They didn't find their place. And unfortunately, then they go down this uh, negative downward spiral and they lose themselves, a lot of them. And that's how they end up, you know, being homeless and, committing suicide and all the other things that we are trying to prevent from happening. But just like you mentioned, I mean, it takes a village and it takes multiple different approaches. So I commend you for that. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm honored to um, have been entrusted by many folks to kind of help them through their journey. I, I'll tell you this, there's a big downside to the all volunteer, you know, armed forces. And that is, um, there's a self-selection that goes on with that. 
that um, doesn't necessarily happen in the civilian workforce because everyone needs a job, right? So everyone's going to take some job. And, um, you know, if you don't pass a certain set of standards, you know, you can't get into the armed forces. And, uh, you know, if you want to get to any kind of, you know, more uh, um, elite discipline, I mean, there's selection and it's very, very complicated and difficult. Well, there's not that much in the civilian workforce. Okay. So you're going to be working alongside with some people who are total mopes. Um, and, uh, <laughs> they just, they just can't carry their own weight. And, and the reality is, is that's one of those realities you just have to hear about now and go, Hey, you're going to be able to run circles around some people. There are going to be some people you're going to work with. you are be like, Oh my God, you don't know what the word team means. Um, and so, what I would encourage people to do, and this is what I encourage people to do, is like, don't look for perfection because you're not going to find it. It wasn't in the military, but you're definitely not going to find it outside the military on day one. Infiltrate some company, okay? Get a job somewhere, okay? Get there. Assess the situation, okay? There are certain people that are your A players. Those are your special operators within a company, okay? Get to know them, okay? Because even if you weren't in the special operations community in the military, um, you're probably more like them in the civilian workforce. So go find those people who operate at a high standard, at a high tempo. Go operate, you know, go find those people within the company and building relationships there and pretty soon you'll find yourself on those high-performing teams within companies. So you would go into the military and say, I don't care if you're you know, a tank commander running some artillery or artillery or you know, um, you know, steering a, a frigate somewhere. The reality is, is those are all high-performing teams. Um, you get into the civilian workforce, like 5% of them might be high-performing teams. Seek them out, get on those teams. Don't just assess the situation and say, oh, this place sucks, so I got to go somewhere else, because you're just going to constantly be bouncing around. Every company has them. Find it and get in there and try and get on those teams, and you'll be much happier. Jim, you are full of, of wealth and knowledge, and we do you a disservice and our community a disservice by only being limited to this specific window of time. I feel like I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Um, so with that being said, if it's okay with you, we'd love to have you back whenever you get a chance and just talk about different, you know, different things because not, it's not only the value of the conversation that you're having and everything that you're doing, but it's also how you present it, right? You make it digestible so that anybody can understand it and wants to understand it. Just like you said earlier, right? You're not selling me anything. You're helping me by you. And you have a customer in me. You know what I mean? It, it, it is that simple because of the you. amount of knowledge, value, and wealth that you bring. What is that value proposition? That's what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. The value proposition ratio of having a conversation with you, it's just outstanding. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, our listeners that are out there, they definitely can use all the help they can get. I know I could use all the help I could get, right? So 
I don't, uh, I'm not just moving over to save rounds and alibis because of the time slot, but you know, we do have to keep it moving. So do you have anything, any saved around our alibis? I, I'm going to throw out one last thing that I think is, um, so, you know, we've had a lot of people write books on transition and stuff like that and veteran transition. There's some great ones out there. Some people are doing some wonderful work. Um, there are a bunch of people who I think are, are really, um, doing a great job. There's a guy in Chicago, uh, Angel Torres doing some fantastic work. Um, helping veterans and helping companies see the value of hiring veterans. I think he's, he's moving the needle. Um, uh, but the, there's a buddy of mine, Justin Walker. Okay. Navy Swick. Um, and he wrote this book and it's the enlisted man's kind of like military transition guide. Um, and I think you can see it. There's no way you can F this up. Um, it is. Uh, the stormtrooper, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious it is but it's oh, so man. spot on i mean it's like it just doesn't hold back and i think it's a great book and i really appreciate him writing that um and he's one of these guys that i met through bunker labs and um has gone on to you know get his uh degree is MBA and is you know working uh, very successfully with a, a very large firm now um, and I think he's doing, uh, he's made the transition well, but he's another one of these guys just kind of, he's been through it. He gets it. And I think his book is awesome. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, that book, the, the photo on there, I'm a big star Wars guy. So I saw that. I was like, Oh my goodness, I cannot hold my stuff. So what, you know, you just answered my whole entire uh, books question. So what about the podcast? Do you have any podcasts that you recommend? Um, you know, I, I, unfortunately I, you know, I do the one podcast of ours. And so I'm all kind of business podcast out most of the time. And so if I'm listening to anything else, uh, I, uh, listen to, uh, like smartless. I think that's a great podcast. Everyone's listening to that one. Now it's, it's a comedy podcast. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, there's some dude who I found that, that was, uh, I just, someone shared a video of his the other day, just, and I watched it and I was just giggling. I was laughing so hard is what's the, I think it's like the fat electrician. Have you seen his YouTube channel? Um, he's, uh, that's not the guy that's like, what? No way. Not that no, guy. he's, he's, he, he tells like these military stories, historical mini military stories. Um, and he, he does a really good job of it but he's hilarious. Um, and you know, his videos are just great. So, um, you know, and they're usually around like 25, 30 minutes long. So I'll put those on while I'm working out. And, uh, that's been my new, my new groove lately. I enjoy that one. So kudos to him. He's doing a great job. Well, I got two questions for you that I think will be invaluable to anybody listening. Military, non-military, just about life, right? Prior to you leaving high school, right? If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself then? Uh, that's a tough one. You know, you know I, I, I could say... Um, all kinds of things. I, you know, 
I, one of the biggest mistakes I made was like going into engineering school. I shouldn't have done that. That was, a, you know, and I'm glad I got the degree. You know, I barely graduated. And I mean, it was like landing a plane that was on flat fire. Um, it was just maybe the <laughs> toughest thing I've ever done. And um, I, I, I mean, I probably could have avoided a lot of pain had I not done that, but I don't think I'd be the guy I am if I didn't do that. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, it's worked out. Okay. And, you know, um, just, uh, you know, keep grinding, keep working. Um, I, I, the encouragement I would have given myself is it's going to be tough. Keep grinding. You'll get through it. And then you kind of addressed it earlier, but I just want to clarify it. What advice would you give any transitioning service member, um, from your experience, right? And then how early should they start from what you've seen to start transitioning now? You should be building your network years before you leave the military. Talk to people, make some time, talk to business people, get to know them. They're your neighbors. They're people in your community. You can, you know, build your relationships, start talking to people. And number one, we'll, we'll, we'll close with this, I guess. Um, be curious, ask questions. Don't make assumptions about what the outside world is like. Ask questions, be curious, and you'll be more prepared because you'll have fewer surprises. Love it. Thank you. So our last question before we get to how do we get a hold of you is how do you manage your mindset, especially whenever you are in a transitioning um, you know, I, I think it's always important to be grateful and have a, a mindset of gratitude. You know, um, what I hear someone say the other day, like, where, where's your pain level? And, um, he was my priest and he said something hilarious. He was at the doctor and he goes like, you know, and he was having a kidney stone or something like that. He was telling a story and, uh, I said, where's your pain level? And he says like, oh, it's a nine. And, she, and the nurse was like, you know, it's not a 10. He's like, I suppose you could stick a, a, put a stick in my eye, then it would be a 10, you know, it can always be worse. You know, you could, you, you, you just have to be grateful for what you've got and where you are. And if you have that attitude, there's nothing you can't tackle. Um, you know, transition is not easy. It's going, there are going to be parts of it that suck, but you know, um, just be grateful for what you've got. Um, and, uh, keep pressing forward. You'll get through it unless you decide, you know, you don't want to, but the reality is, is, um, that choice is 100% yours. So how do people get a hold of you and your organization? You know, um, if, uh, people are interested in, and, in, you know, for my business, it's, uh, Rofty advisors.com. Um, they can get to me there. Uh, you know, you can get to me at the leadership podcast.com. Um, that's, uh, you know, a lot of military veterans we've had on the show and a lot of great discussions on transition. Um, and, um, you know, other than that, you can look me up on uh, LinkedIn. I'm out there. Um, and, um, if you email me or send me a note, um, you know, if you're a military veteran, I will always respond. I will always try and do my best to help you or put you in touch with the right person to help you. Um, so, um, you know, if you need to reach me, you can reach me on my email, jim at rafti, R-A-F-T-I dot com. So, Jim, again, 
we thank you so much for this wealth of knowledge, the massive insight on talking, not having anyone sell themselves, but that wealth of being able to provide value so that you're bought instead. And for the continuous support that you have for all transition service members in the military, we really truly appreciate everything that you do for us. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. It's my it's an honor to be uh, invited on the show, and I really enjoyed this. And I hope uh, at least you know one person walks away saying like oh, that was worth the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. Bye. All right, middle of that community. So we had Jim come on here. Remember, he's got a book coming out, so keep your eyes peeled. It's coming out here shortly. He has talked about serving those who serve. He put out some amazing price offers for those who actually served for his services. So rewind back and take advantage of that. All right, for everybody that's listening, it is your transition. Take charge of it. It's not all rainbows and unicorns out there. Mail the vet out. Yeah, I love seeing your son, that little uh, football. <laughs> Enjoy it, man. Those are good years. I know. I missed, I missed his uh, practice today, man. I'm kind of kicking myself, but. That's okay. Minutes. All right, There's man. There's more. Take care. Bye, bro. Take care.